0: Peaceful greetings everyone and welcome to another episode of Words That Inspire by Chisoba. Today I am going to be exploring the difference between being alone and being lonely. And what inspired this episode was the story of the Tinder swindler that has been about everywhere. I think it's been around for a few weeks. I just noticed it the past couple of days. So for those of us that don't know, the Tinder swindler is this guy um, who used the the dating app Tinder to approach different women. And he passed passed himself off as some rich guy or the son of a billionaire or something like that. And he would woo women, spend money on them, and then tell them something weird like his enemies are after him and so on and so forth. And he would ask for a sum of money like $10,000 or $20,000. And to start with, when they gave him the money, he would pay, pay them back, maybe double. And then after a while, he would ask again and that essentially established some kind of trust you know after all he had paid back the initial one and he would ask for a higher amount and he would take the money and then he would leave and he was doing this with multiple women at the same time so the money he got from a he would use for b and the money he got from c he would use for a and so on and so forth and i think there was a documentary or a movie or something about it recently on netflix Eventually he got caught, he was sentenced or he served five months in jail or in prison and then he got released and recently I heard he has gotten himself um, representation at an entertainment agency and he is going around charging $20,000 for club appearances. So let me get a few things out of the way. I think what he did was inhuman. Anyone who toys with the emotions of another human being, I mean, that is just a really horrible person. That person to me is subhuman, actually. Because when you deliberately win trust over from someone, trust is such an intimate thing. And you deliberately win someone's trust knowing you're going to break it and shatter it and you toy with their emotions on purpose knowing they could suffer from a broken heart. I mean, our emotional well-being is tied to our mental well-being which is ultimately tied to our physical well-being. There are people who have gone through emotional trauma or emotional pain and find themselves just... in a mentally horrible place, they get really depressed. Unfortunately, some people get to a place where they take their own lives. Some are just emotionally stunted or closed off and do not engage with humans again. Or they just lose all trust in themselves as well. They find it difficult to forgive themselves. Um, they lose all trust in, in their decisions to make abilities or to assess people It is just a horrible, horrible place for anyone to live emotionally and mentally. And for anyone to deliberately make someone get to that point, that is just awful. And while I think the jail sentence he got was so little, I mean, only five months, that kind of crime to me should be at least 30 years, because that's a horrible thing you're doing to people in addition to defrauding them of of money but um while i believe what the the punishment he got was so little i i believe in god i believe there is going to be justice at some other point he is going to pay the full price for what he did because he he if he doesn't seem like someone who is repentant for what he has done i mean he's going about trading off of his notoriety and charging twenty thousand dollars for club appearances that is not someone who is showing remorse for something he has done so i trust in god that that there is going to be justice maybe not in a human court but that god is going to make sure he gets what is due to him so that is that um and a lot of people were Where a lot of people settled on the topic was, well, the women, what responsibility do they bear? I think it is very easy when we are not in a situation to say, well, they bear some responsibility, how could they not tell? Sometimes when you're in the middle of a thing or in the middle of a relationship, it might be difficult to see certain red flags, and that's where you need people who are discerning and are looking out for you around you, but and not everybody has that. Uh, there are so many different reasons, I think, why it would be easy for people to fall in, into such a trap. But most of the discussions I have seen have spent so much time bashing the women. Wow, how could they, how could they not tell? And where my mind went instead of there was, well, why did they fall into such a trap? I think figuring out why they did would most likely help other women not to make the same mistake when it comes to scams like um like this one or scammers like the like the tinder swindler. I think most often than not women fall victims to those kinds of scams, and don't get me wrong, there are men who come across women who put them through the same thing and my opinion on the tinder-spindler hold for those kind of women but these kind of scammers tend to um, target women more than they target men and there are many different reasons we can explore but I, I am settling on loneliness a lot of the time when people are lonely They will accept willingly, eagerly, without second thoughts, any sort of attention, any sign of affection. Uh, They will accept anyone in their lives who is paying attention to them. And that is just out of loneliness. And loneliness is defined as a drought or a lack in in social relationships not feeling connected to anyone when you are lonely you feel isolated like no one can see you or no one can hear you and no one can understand you and no one cares for you and loneliness def- definitely differs from being alone you can uh, being alone is just you are by yourself what you are by yourself but you still feel connected to people and to places and, and so on and so forth which is why uh, mm, how do i want to phrase this you can be alone and enjoy your own company and find ways to entertain yourself self and find ways to improve yourself and and you're not lacking in in affection we're not lacking in connection with anyone Because being alone doesn't necessarily mean that you are cut off from people. However, you can be lonely in a group of people. You can live in a house full of people and be very lonely because maybe people are not paying attention to you or are ignoring you or are not vested in in your well-being or there is no connection between you and that person. I have seen married couples who live in the same house, have kids in the same house, but are almost more like acquaintances or roommates, there is no connection there. And so if one of those spouses maybe doesn't have friends or doesn't have family, it is so very easy in that house with a spouse to feel lonely. So that is the difference between being lonely and being alone. And I think women tend to be lonely and he said, women tend to be lonely, and I think it has to do with the way we are often raised from the time we are young girls. Most of what I have heard and seen with um, ladies, including friends, including um, family members, from a young age, we are given every skill We are thought how to be a wife, a companion for someone else. We are thought how to cook, how to clean, how to run a household, how to raise kids, uh, do the laundry, how to sew, so on and so forth. Those skills are emphasized and often the message, both implicitly and explicitly, is passed across that the highest achievement a woman can get is being married. Or being in a relationship. And don't get me wrong, I believe in marriage. However, I don't think it is the be and end all of what God has purpose for women on the earth. Like every human being, men and women, are born with a purpose that is supposed to benefit others and and benefit the world and, and spread the gospel. But marriage is not a be-o-end all it's it's one of the what do I want to call it? One of the phases and stages in life that God has planned for us, you know, being married and having kids, but it is not a pinnacle of achievement. I have seen a lot of friends who got married so early because that is the expectation. Girls are expected to go directly from their father's houses to their husband's houses unless they have a job and even then wherever they live because of the job is supposed to be an extension of their parents' home and then the next thing is to live with their husbands and have their own families and raise children. Now I have been blessed to have parents who of course would love to see me get married but have never pushed me from you know from when I was younger have never presented marriage as wow, this is the best thing you can ever do in your life as a woman, is to get married. However, I have had, I know people who have raised their children to believe that. Those are the same people who, as soon as I turned 19, were wondering, wow, why is she about 19 and she's not yet married at the age of 19? And by 22, it was, oh my God, she's 22, she's not yet married, what happened? Almost as if it was a crime. Almost as if it was a curse or a disease. By the age of twenty-two, not to be married. And of course, no one wants to get married at a later age. But I also believe God's timing is everything. If we trust in trust in God, He will make it happen. And, and in the meantime, there are so many other things we can be doing. But that is that. Um, I don't want to. No, I don't want to digress from my topic. But I think because of the expectation um, placed on women about being in a relationship and having a partner, most of the time when, when most women are not attached to someone or are not in a relationship, they feel lonely because we are never taught how to be alone. I think men are raised to be independent Men are raised to ultimately be the head of their homes, but both boys and men, there's an expectation to be independent. Learn when you are on your own, how to be resourceful, how to uh, keep yourself company, how to enjoy what you're doing, how to uh, in, improve yourself. And they are essentially, they are taught how to be alone. However, we are not, women are not giving those skills or there is not that expectation so we often don't develop those skills now of course things are changing but the overall or, or rather the majority of women are still brought up in the same way the expectation is get married have a partner have a spouse or be uh, have suitors be courting be dating something along those lines so to me that is my theory on why women are often the victims of such scams of course you can factor in the fact that women tend to be more uh, emotional than men that could also be a factor but i think loneliness is also a big part of it and so when it comes to loneliness there are of course people in the bible who experience loneliness loneliness is not It's not a new thing. It definitely existed in the Bible. You know, I always love to relate all of these topics to something that is in the Bible, which is a very practical manual. It is a wonderful, spiritually feeling, practical manual, life manual that shows us how to live on just about any topic you can imagine is in the Bible. So believe it or not, there was a time when David was lonely. And he even cried out to God, Oh my God, there is no one around me. I believe that was in Psalms 142. Naomi, um, in the book of Ruth, had a time when she was lonely as well. My favorite um, example to use when it comes to illustrating loneliness is Prophet Elijah who, when Jezebel was going around killing the prophets of God who refused to bow down to her idol, um, Elijah escaped with his life, and he was so exhausted and tired of running. He told God, I am all alone in the land, the only prophet who is still out here. I have tried my best. Go on ahead and kill me right now because I am done, done, done. And he was exhausted and tired. It took God to let him know, by the way, there are hundreds of other prophets who have one. They are just hiding out in the cave somewhere. But that's something loneliness will do. Loneliness will make it seem as if you are the only one going through your troubles and uh no, you know, there's no one else, nobody can relate to you, nobody can see you, nobody understands what is going on. But that is loneliness for you. So God does have prescriptions and remedies for loneliness for Naomi, he brought along Ruth for David. He made David remember. You might be lonely now and think no one cares and understands your problems, but remember when I did this for you. He made David remember God's past mercies, which is something we can do when we're in situations and we, t- and we think we're all by ourselves and um, we're all we're in despair. To remember that God has always been with us. God will always be with us. There is nowhere we go and nothing we go through where God is not present. And in the moments when we feel as if we are all alone, God is right there waiting for us to remember that He's there. God is always with us. God, I cannot say it enough. God is always with us. He tells us even in the Old Testament, Isaiah 43:2, that when we pass through waters and when we pass through fire, that he will be there with us. When we go through the storms of life, he will be there with us. When we go through trials and tribulations, he will be there with us. He will always give us strength. He will always walk us through. The one thing I love is God has never promised us a life filled, a life devoid of problems or issues but he has said, first of all, I won't let you go through anything you don't have the strength to handle. And not only that, I am going to be there with you no matter what. He is always with us. If you, if you believe in God, every single man, woman, child, every single person needs to know that we are not alone in the world. That there is there's comfort in knowing that we are not alone. God is always with us. We should learn to keep our spirits up remembering that god is always with us uh in 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 tough times even when times there are situations we go through and it feels like wow this will never end it feels like this will never end it feels like we are under assault but we need to remember God will always protect us. God will always keep us. How we avoid loneliness other than remembering that God is with us is also to remember not to forsake the gathering of people. For me, that is the that is the church. However, I am also very careful to state that not every church is a good gathering place. There are churches where... I think in one of my videos, there are churches that are helmed by pastors who are out to spiritually abuse others. Which is why you need to have a discerning spirit and a check-in with God before you join a, a church. If you're going to a church and you don't feel filled, you're always anxious, almost as if you're always being threatened. Nothing, I don't see, it there's no in the Bible where God threatened us, threat, threatened, threatens us. God doesn't say, uh, oh, if you don't give me 10 cows, you will die today. If you don't give $10,000, your problems will never end. God has never asked us to pay for blessings. We cannot pay. <laughs> God is the God of the whole world. We cannot buy what God has. We cannot buy blessings. We cannot buy his power. But if you're in a church where it's always about, oh, pay this money so that God will do this, you need to think twice. If you're in a church where you are not spiritually filled, where you go feeling emptier than when you walked in, you need to start praying to God about a different church. And you need to go to, I always tell people, you need to go to a church that prays, and you need to go to a church that studies the Bible, and you need to be in a church that is led by somebody who is not afraid to preach about sin. I'm not into, I believe God has called us to be prosperous, but I'm not into a church where all you hear about is oh, yeah, God will give you just sow a seed. And God will give you all your heart's desires. Of course, that is part of the Bible and part of what God wants for us. But there are other things in the Bible. There are uh, teachings about marriage, about how to raise children, about living a a holy life, about living a sin-free life and the fruits of the Spirit and how to conduct yourself. And there are so many different wonderful things in the Bible so for people to only focus on oh god wants you to be prosperous and rich i have an issue with that so make sure you are you are going to a church and attending a church where every single subject in the bible is is discussed it's not being shied away from and a church that prays um i would recommend my church but i also believe not every church is for everyone house of praise baltimore go to our website if you're in the area come by and visit all right, so don't forsake for the gathering of the brethren. Um, remember to uh, check in, check in at church. And also be careful not to be alone for too long. As much as I, I preach about the benefits in being alone, Oh, I don't think I, I talked about it earlier, but there are definitely benefits in, in being alone. You can focus on a lot of things, especially, especially when you are single. First of all, I don't believe in living together with anybody before you get married. And even if you're dating or courting or you're engaged, as long as you haven't gone before God, to make a vow about your marriage and sign the piece of paper at the courthouse legally binding you as husband and wife, I don't believe we should be living together under the same roof. That's just me. So while you are single, so until those two things have been done, to me, you're still considered single. While you are single, there are many benefits to being alone because later in life when you get married or have kids, there are so many things you cannot do because now you need to learn to compromise a lot of what you want to do to fit in with the other person and vice versa. And then when you have kids, that's a totally different ballgame. So there are benefits to being alone, how you can target, focus on a lot of things and work as many hours as you need to and do as many projects as you want to and travel and gain experiences and build yourself up and take classes and dot, dot, dot. But if you're alone for too long, it can lead to loneliness, it can lead to depression, it can lead to anxiety, it can lead to social withdrawal, it can lead to all sorts of things. So even if you are comfortable being alone, be very careful not to be alone for far too long. Remember to always be plugged into your relationships and make sure you are an equal partner in any relationships that you have. When, if you are already in a space where you are lonely, the Bible can be a great source of guidance. The Bible can be a great source of comfort. It has so many important teachings. It brings you closer to God. I think it drives home the point that God is is with you. Mm, Maybe see a therapist as well. Or if you're in a good church, maybe talk to your pastor. But God, to me, is the first stop. And if you're in a place where you don't even know what to say, how to pray, how to get started, a good church, you go to a good church and a good pastor to lead you and to guide you. And I've never wanted to shy away from, from th- I believe, in, 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 in therapy and, and counseling and building up your mental well-being. You know what if you need to talk to a therapist there are options out there these days you can't even do telehealth if you don't feel like going into the doctor's office through the phone or uh through vid- video conferencing you can get a, a great therapist There are a lot of christian therapists and christian counselors out there that you can speak to there are a lot of pastors who offer online online counseling but again do your research research and don't forget to pray And let the Holy Spirit lead you. So that is all I have for today or for this episode on being alone and being lonely. So let me know what you think. It is my prayer that God will help us when we are alone, not to cross over into being lonely. That we will always draw closer to Him. It is my prayer for those of us who are lonely that God will help us to remember that he is with us he will pull us out of that lonely place and grant us all that we need and comfort us so that we are no longer lonely and it is my prayer for each and every one of us that will excel in everything we do and in every space so leave me your thoughts below as always um i wish you the very best in all that you do remember blessed, and i will catch you on the next episode